Hello, I'm Erin. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to Hits Don't Lie podcast, where two best friends are you over pop music. At the end of each episode, one of us surprises the other with a theme. We both go off and make our own list for that theme. Then we come together to fight it out to pick the top five best songs. And we are really lucky this week because we are joined by a special guest. Everyone yes. welcome Brad from the album Concept Hour. Welcome hey, Brad. What's going on? Thank you for having me. We're Thank happy you for coming you. on. Uh, can you tell everyone a little about the album Concept Hour? Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, I really like what I've been hearing from your podcast. I just listened to the latest episode um, and I uh, really enjoyed your your big big energy conversation <laughs> thank you <laughs> and, so glad uh, that got left in <laughs> yeah i'm yeah definitely a good choice to leave it in it was just a fun uh fun little aside um but yeah my podcast is uh about uh, uh concept albums in general and um albums that kind of just tell stories so we always uh, every week we listen to a different concept album oh if you don't know what concept album is it's just like uh like the wall or like uh, uh, Pink Floyd uh, in general does a lot of concept albums. A lot of rap artists do concept albums um, and personas. But um, yeah, we look for things that albums that tell stories and listen to the whole thing together and then uh, talk about it for uh, a couple hours. What made you want to do concept albums? Uh, well, I've... I don't know. I've always really, really liked concept albums. I'm, I, I was kind of a emo kid, you know, growing up in, in my teenage years. <laughs> Weren't we all? Weren't we all? And uh, I, I realized recently that's where a lot of concept albums I think I was introduced to because, like, there are, a, a, I mean, albeit they're mostly about the same things, but like, there's a, a decent amount of concept albums in that genre. So I think that's maybe where it started. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I've always loved to listen to a full album as opposed to uh, singles. And so, yeah, eventually I had some coworkers that, um, you know, you always talk about music with coworkers. I found a few that were, you know, just, we, we were always doing that at work. And I was like, all right, you need to be the co-host. So let's, <laughs> let's get the show on the road. That's awesome. I have sort of a twofold question for you. Number okay. one, you referenced that you were an emo kid and yeah. your first reference for concept albums was Pink Floyd. And now yeah. here you are on our pop music podcast. <laughs> yes. yes. What made you sort of <laughs> connect with us and especially your topic that you chose? Yeah. I don't think that we even mentioned it yet, but is oh, yeah. the best songs <laughs> by Utada. Can you tell us yeah. why you chose that topic? Uh, so this actually was happening back in my emo days concurrently, you know, um, I was listening to some, uh, Utada and, um, I guess part of the reason I'm coming to you guys is like pop is like probably my weakest uh, point in music. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's, that's where I, I know the least, uh, about in general. So, uh, yeah, part of, listening to a couple of your episodes, uh, you know, I've been learning a little bit. A um, little more about that awesome. side of music, because um, yeah, in general, there's there's not as many just pop, like straight up pop concept albums like there are, but like you know, rock and prog and like hip hop, I think probably have the the most the majority of those. You know what I mean? Um, but not not that we're opposed to it, we just don't know as much about it <laughs> so yeah well, your, we're, your happy to, been, uh, we're happy yeah. to spread yes. the the message of pop music wherever yeah, we can yeah 
Um, it's interesting. Yeah. There are more pop concept albums that you might think on the surface level. Okay. Okay. Many of our but favorite pop albums know. tell a story from start to finish. And mm-hmm. we just got finished talking about one actually for yeah. our Patreon. Yeah. M-N-E-K. Oh, yeah. He's a producer. But okay. so what actually led you to Utada and listening to Utada? Uh, well, I was uh, one of the many that got introduced to Ka- Utada Karu through um, uh, Kingdom Hearts. You know, of course, uh, she, yes. she had the, the, the intro theme for Kingdom yeah. Hearts, and we were like, just everyone was just kind of blown away by it. I think because uh, mm, it was so interesting and something we hadn't really seen before in like a video game. You know, it was just it was a moment. You know, for well, it was a uh, huge my moment. Age. For a big name already, she she wasn't yeah. just a nobody doing a song for Kingdom yeah Arts. exactly yeah yeah she had already risen to like you know the top of like J pop yes. before we had even yes. you know yeah. heard her yeah so um yeah I, I became enamored uh, through that and um we would like always watch her live performances of her different songs oh. on like. Whatever it couldn't have been YouTube. I have more to say about the that time. too. Maybe it was YouTube, <laughs> uh, but yeah, a lot of we were like it was just in our regular mix of songs that we would uh, 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 watch her perform. And uh, Ultra Blue, the album Ultra Blue, mm. was the one that we uh, probably listened to the most. Okay, um, really? Yeah, yeah. And that's so, a more underground album, yes, right? That's, that's not like her it? most. Okay, okay. I, see, I, I have no album. context. That's why I'm kind of excited <laughs> to talk to you guys because, like, I uh, I have a very like laser focused like perspective on Utada Hikaru, like Kingdom Hearts, surrounding stuff, those years, and then I don't know as much about after or before, really. You know what I mean? So okay, that's exciting. Great, we're yeah, gonna have a good yeah. mix then, and we're so yeah. happy to have this crossover between your podcast music vibes and our yeah. music vibes mm-hmm. and we're sort of coming together at this cross point which is utada mm-hmm. the huge icon that is utada yeah. and yeah. yeah i think we're gonna have a really diverse selection here i think so yeah, yeah. but let's yeah. talk a little bit about who this utada icon is yeah so yeah. If, for anyone listening who maybe you've heard us mention her in past episodes we just fawn over her at any chance we get. Mm-hmm. Utada Hikaru is an extremely famous pop artist here in Japan. Yeah. And just to get it out of the Huge. way, she recently came out as non-binary. And according to the oh. wiki, goes by she and they pronouns. So right, yeah. we may go back between saying she, her, they, them, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she's prolific. She has had so many hits. Uh, I believe eight Japanese albums, three English albums. One of them is actually under the name Cubic U because she yeah, <laughs> that I read was that. her first. That was her first <laughs> foray into the English market. She didn't want to use Utada for some reason or Utada Hikaru for some reason, so she went with Cubic yeah. U. Well, I know why. the The some reason is it's a, it can be a mouthful for English speakers, I guess. But it's yeah, very I funny. feel like. That I that I, I do remember, I think I don't know if it was her first crossover to, to English uh only album, but like it did seem like her or her her team steered really hard into like just American culture stuff. 
Oh, you know what I mean? Sure, like, we'll get, in, like, sure like we'll get into hard. a couple songs that yeah. dig into that. Some of those yeah. will get mentioned tonight. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember being excited. Because we love that, that phase. <laughs> yeah, we truly do. Well, that's the phase where I like was like, okay, I'm gonna stick with the J-pop stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like. Uh, maybe the crossover is not going to happen. <laughs> but Understandable. Understandable. It is yeah. the poppier stuff, I will say. <laughs> well, Erin, how did you find Utada? Because you're the one who first introduced me to her. So how did you find her? Is that really true? I was That's just really true. I don't remember how I discovered her, which is a shame. I was into J-pop at the time, which who knows how. Again, I discovered that the internet and music and just always yeah. discovering. We were always new pop surfing music. those interwaves. That's what you were doing. It <laughs> must have been the Timbaland connection when she had that US crossover album, oh. which I'm sure we'll mention later. That had to have been when I discovered her and that was in two thousand four. How do I know that? Because there was a song that she put out <laughs> called Exodus 04. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here in the title. Well, do we want to jump into the songs here? Yeah, yeah. So, well, this one, I'll, I'll keep this pretty brief for this uh, intro because it doesn't really need much of an intro. Um, this is uh, Simple and Clean. Um, and the version that I have uh, is actually her first time performing it live. Ooh. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, she has got an acoustic guitar accompanying her and a little bit of piano. Oh, gosh. Um, Let's have a listen. Yeah. That's kind of what you'll find out, like, why exactly I love her, you know, through my picks. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Simple and clean. One of the best. Life is quite that She looks so young in this video that you provided for us. I'm so happy that you brought an acoustic version of this because there are a few times in her career where she's done either a live or an acoustic version of her music. And she just really shines, I -hmm. think, with her live performances. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like, I, I, I liked her from the Kingdom Hearts music, but like, I loved her after seeing live performances. I was like, right. oh, she so can true. actually like hold a room together. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a true artist. Yeah, yeah. It may be a little controversial, but I'm not really into a lot of J-pop because yeah. they can they can do too much correction on a voice or messing around oh, yeah. with the artist's yeah. voice. And so to hear her live, and I think she comes across really clear on her albums now, especially. Yeah. But yeah. to hear her live, her voice is just so good. It's so silky. Like mm-hmm. it's I don't even I don't even like understand it, you know, her voice. Like it's cause there's just so many like layers to it. Like mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah. It's like a chorus of sorts. But just how emotive is she? And that's where yeah. she really shines also yeah. is in showing her emotions mm-hmm. through yeah. her voice. And this is a great mm-hmm. pick. This is sort of which game is this attached to? I can't even remember. The first Kingdom or the second? Hearts. Is no, but the which name first of the game. one? 
The first one, yeah. So this is sort of like everyone's introduction to her. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and the version, so there's like several versions of it though. There's the uh, <laughs> the version that's like a dance hip hop or just a dance remix for Kingdom Hearts. And then that's a like slowed down version of the actual dance <laughs> remix. And then you have this version of it. Which is like with a the version they use at like the end theme of uh, mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts while the credits are rolling. It's to the really slower get the version flowing. Yeah, like it's it really hits you right in the feels. I don't know that we said, but she has done the theme for all of the Kingdom Hearts games, right? That's yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And those are both the two and three. The songs for those are also very good, but like very good. Very they do good really songs. well with picking the songs for that. And the thing mm-hmm. I just have a limited knowledge of kingdom hearts although i am a gamer i just know a little about kingdom hearts but i have seen by watching someone else playing kingdom hearts the scenes where the utada song comes on and it's just so beautifully worked together with the scene in the game and the emotions of that scene and the utada song comes on and it's really the best way to hook you onto utada and you're a perfect example of that yeah, I, I was just emotionally so invested because <laughs> um, so this true. is also one. It came out on like a like a preview disc. You had there was like a demo you could get with like you know a gaming magazine or something. Yes. So like this was one like you played this demo and you knew like this is all you got was like this song and like a few of the first things, and like mm-hmm. everyone was just like, "What is this?" <laughs> What are Final Fantasy characters doing with Disney characters? Why is there this amazing J-pop song involved? Yes. Like, why does and it, it work? You, yes, and it really lets you know how cinematic the game is going to be. It's it's perfect. Yeah. I agree with your first choice. Don't want to yeah. spend too much yeah. longer on it, but bold, brave, and perfect first choice. It, it is a perfect first choice. Well. We'll get into my first one. Yeah. I what, what is it? felt really bad trying to pick songs for this because I've been so obsessed with her latest album, Bad Mode. Oh, my God. That yes. it was just hard <laughs> not to pick everything from Bad Mode because that I album know. is so good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I haven't heard it yet. But I just because oh like because uh, I'm like, you know, I'm very blown. behind on her stuff. So <laughs> well, I saw here, a bunch I'll, of I'll ads help you, for that. So. I'll help you get a head start on the album. Oh, nice. Let's listen to a track on the album called Kimini Muchu or Crazy For You. Ooh, I like where that's going. This is track number two on the album. It really sets the mood of what you're going to hear are these really clean, simple productions with just her perfect voice layered over it. Yeah. And... I've just been obsessed with this song. Well, the story in this is that you start off like you're kind of crazy for a person. Like, oh, I love you so much. I'm crazy for you. But then as the song goes on, you kind of lose yourself and you are just like crazy for them. Like, 
Uh, is this yeah. good? Is yeah. this a good uh-huh. attraction? Is this a good relationship? Because now I've uh-huh. lost myself and I'm just all about you. And this is all that yeah. there is to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where do you uh, uh, you start and I begin or whatever? Or yeah, you yeah, and yeah, I begin? yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but even if you don't know the, any of the meanings, I think it's just a yeah. catchy, beautiful song and a highlight off of Bad Mode for sure. Yeah, I like the all the synthy stuff in this one. Mm-hmm. It's almost got a little bit of uh, Stranger Things, but you know, not as Ooh, sinister. Yeah, especially around like yeah. two twenty-two, two minute twenty-two. There's a little bit of that yeah. going on. Oh yeah, let me let me see where I'm at. Yeah, I'm hearing it now. Yeah, I'm still hung up on the fact that listening to this after Simple and Clean, it's literally like a grown-up version of Simple and the Clean. Upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like cuz that's her one of her first like live performances and she's just so like nervous, you know, and you you like it's like you never see her that nervous again, you know? Yeah. Like that's like the most like in her head I think that she ever was on screen cuz like after that she just takes over the stage and stuff, yeah, you know? She was a natural. This is also uh I want to mention my Sister is a big uh, um, K-pop person. Uh-huh. Recent, you know, uh, the, the the latest like K-pop like craze, and so we've been able to connect on. You know, I'll show her some Utada, and then she'll show me some <laughs> BTS. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah, bridging no, there was, the generation awesome. before. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what 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 Aaron's pick is though. Like, what era of of Utada are we talking Ooh. for the next one? I have some diverse choices here as far as albums and eras. Okay. But you're going to keep all of them secret and not tell us. (laughs) Just give me a second. (laughs) My first choice actually is appropriately from the album that first exposed me to Utada. And it is her English language album, which came out in 2004. It was called Exodus. And she actually did work with Timbaland on some of the songs on this album. And I chose an album track. Actually, this song wasn't a single. It should have been, but it's it's not mainstream enough. And it's yeah. called Kremlin Dusk. Yeah. Okay. Do you love like this one? I don't know if I've Aaron, heard this when one. I was telling my songs to my partner Martin, when I was telling him my songs, he said, Aaron better bring Kremlin Dusk or else <laughs> it's over. <laughs> He got me. <laughs> He's got me to a T. As far as pop music goes, it's pretty yeah. avant-garde. It starts out yeah. in one mood and one vibe, and then it shifts in the middle into a different okay. vibe. Okay. And then by the end, you get like a full-on pop rock, like rock sound. Yeah. And mm. it's okay. just such a journey. Okay. It's experimental pop. Yeah, It is yeah. experimental. Yeah. Now, okay. So just for my reference, is this the same album that had Easy Breezy? Yeah, why? Okay. I don't know okay. why you would mention that terrible song. That's the only touch because that's the song 
that I saw for the crossover into our audience. I was oh, like, no, it's so oh, terrible. No, I felt so bad for her. As you're like, easy breezy and, and, and I'm Japanesey. Yeah, yeah, like that. That, that is will forever we, be in my brain. She like, was done <laughs> so wrong. She was done so wrong for yeah. all of her attempts to get into the American or English speaking market. Yeah. But no, this song is just nuts. I mean, it's in the middle of this straight up pop album and it doesn't belong. Well, yeah. And it's such an oddball. <laughs> yeah. But it's this sounds, amazing. This sounds more like the J pop that we've heard, you know? I don't know what it sounds it's even like bold actually. It's for J pop. I mean, it's even yeah. bold for that for that scene. It I kind think. of, it yeah. basically rocks out as far as Utada goes towards the end. Yeah. But I want to take a break from the album version and talk about the live tour version which is just it takes that song to that next element and hearing the lines from middle and the live drums and the live guitars and it just is so powerful and i love this song so much Oh, this show. Oh, man. This is the show. The show. The show. If you go to three minutes in, that's when it really has just like gathered full okay. power okay. and it's full speed. Oh, man. But it's the yeah, that's where I'm, yeah, that's ride where I'm at. to that is amazing. Yeah. This is one of those concerts. Like if I could go back in time and go to a concert, this would be one of those. Like, <laughs> absolutely. True. This is making me really want. Utada to put out a pop rock album. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We just needed a whole album like Kremlin yeah. Dusk. And it's never so. explained what the title even means. It's not related to any lyrics or anything. It's just <laughs> yeah. the title of the song. <laughs> I love this song. I didn't know she had a song that was this rocking, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm so this happy is... that you came on here yeah. so I could introduce you to this amazing <laughs> track. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. This is one thing about Utada, though. She is going to experiment. She's going to give you something weird sometimes. Yeah. Here it is. She, like, wasn't really ever, yeah, too, like, about, like, a specific rule uh, uh, of Mm -hmm. her pop. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. she was always uh, uh, reaching for something that was interesting to her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Aaron, I can tell Martin after this that... You lived up to expectation. First choice. (laughs) Tell him it was my first First choice. First choice. Very first choice. Kremlin Dusk. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we may see that stage again in this list. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Now it's back to you, Brad. And I was going to say, I don't know if that's a good transition because I'm not sure if that's coming next or if that's the last one. So that's fine. um, Yeah. (laughs) Let me see. Let's see which one, uh, which one comes up. Oh, okay. This is a different live performance, but uh, yeah. So this one is, you know, again, I was enamored with her and I I ran into this performance and it is of a very, very, you know, famous artist from the U.S., uh, Frank Sinatra. It's a cover of Fly Me to the Moon and it is such a good cover of it.
album is this from? Um, I think it was. I'm not sure, but I think it might have been used with Evangelion, the anime. Oh, it's in, on in Heart some Station. Capacity. Oh, it's on Heart Station. Ooh, my bad. Oh, I do like that Station? album actually. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I was just so like impressed with. Like, I mean, this is like, you know, earlier internet, you know, before we kind of got to the kind of global place we are now, global culture we have now, you know. Yeah. So we were just starting to kind of trade stuff like that fast. And uh, it was just mind blowing to me at that time that someone from Japan from so far away could appreciate like a cultural touchstone from America so well. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, it was just one of those first like internet moments for me i think you know where i started to understand <laughs> what it was world. what it was gonna be like oh this is kind of a big deal this internet thing you know <laughs> but uh yeah it was just uh i was just so blown away by her rendition of it yeah she sounds amazing on this and she loves it she loves the song you know you could tell like mm -hmm. how much she adores it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah interesting choice I wouldn't have thought of this one. Yeah, because like my my relationship with her is almost exclusively live uh, for her, her, her cool. versions of her songs. Yeah, that's really cool. We don't get a lot of that on our podcast, so that's cool. Well, and I don't generally feel that way about a lot of artists either. So like, mm, there's true, there's true. only a few artists I think that pull off like the live sound really mm -hmm. well. You know, okay. um, it's hard to do. I think it's cool to hear her cover such a classic english language song it is very cool yeah. so yeah yeah that's that's my second pick uh yeah just loved hearing it again nice. just now. <laughs> all right well my second pick is off of her album phantom or okay. it's in french phantom i don't know how to say it okay. but it is a song that is a conversation between a boyfriend and a girlfriend so if you just listen to it you might not catch that she's using some language in parts of it that are only male words. And then the yeah. other parts, she drops those. Uh, it's yeah. called Ore no Kanojo. So my okay. girlfriend, but Ore is exclusively used by men. So it's like a male's girlfriend. It's just a fun sounding song, that little beat, the little snappy beat yeah. carrying you through. You know, and I love a good snap. Love a good snap. Always here for a good snap. And like I said, it's a conversation either between or just of uh, a boyfriend and a girlfriend. And the boyfriend's kind of saying all this stuff about, uh, I love my girlfriend because she doesn't meddle with me and she doesn't argue with me and she does all these things to me. And she's saying things like, I have no identity and I don't know what I want. Jeez. And it's very exploring the strict gendered yeah. expectations, especially in Japanese ah, society okay. still. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's why I, yeah. I love who else is going to do this other than Utada. It, it make this snappy song like this and yeah. sort of dissect these things that she doesn't agree with in her own society. 
Well, and like I don't know when this was recorded, but um, that kind of reflects a lot of her stuff, even going back to Simple and Clean. Like one of the lines in that is uh, when I say no, you know, it means no. And it's like really like straightforward line. Yeah. You know, uh, talking to a a lover. It's just like no means no. And it's like (laughs) this is like 2006, a lot, you know, but long before Me Too or whatever. And that's a very important message. Yeah, she's always she's always not been afraid to stand up and speak out. Yeah, yeah. And it's just another case of that. And I just think it's a beautiful song. Oh, man, this one's this is a good, good one. I'm liking all the production in this one. Like Mm -hmm. there's like some almost like Beatlesy notes here. I could hear that. I could hear that. Like the dunk, 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 dunk. Like at the end, Mm -hmm. there's like, yeah, they always like to do that at the end with the orchestra. Very good track. I love the message of this song and the idea of the conversation or the two views between the boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm not loving this song as much musically. Mm, so there okay. is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different I think production. what helps this song is the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not the same. So that's tricky with this tracks. song. Yes. And that's tricky with this song being in a language I don't speak. Mm-hmm. We'll just learn Japanese, Aaron. Fix it. Oh, there okay. You go. <laughs> I'll work on it. Easy fix. Sorry. <laughs> so that's one of your top favorite Utana tracks. Yeah, that is for me. One of my top favorite Utana tracks. Okay. That's very interesting to me. Aaron, there's a caveat to some of my picks. What's the caveat for this one? Because I'm I like, swear- hang on. No, but first off, I love this song. Don't you dare okay. slander this song. <laughs> but, but I I'm swear like, this is your top some three songs. Babe. So that you could have them. I swerved some songs. Aw. That's because... Don't say aw. That's cheating. <laughs> I knew you were going to oh, bring them. Oh. And I There's wanted to bring some motives. deeper cuts. I wanted to bring some deeper cuts that maybe our audience hasn't heard from us or wouldn't find on their own. He's depending on me to bring the favorites, <laughs> which don't worry, I did. It's my okay. turn. Yeah. All right. All right. What do we got next? My second song that I brought tonight is one that we did mention before on this podcast. So I'm sorry to repeat myself and bring it again on our episode that we did that was called Nonsense Lyrics, which was like (laughs) lyrics that do not make sense. Both Jacob and I ended up bringing an Utada song from the same album even. Mm -hmm. It was really Mm -hmm. surprising and hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> that's the episode I listened to. Oh, like, that's so funny. Oh, what a great one. The episode. What a great one to yeah, dive yeah. into. The fact that both of you picked it, I was like, oh, I need to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone where I can talk about Utada with. And we're so glad you did. So the the song that I brought is a mutual favorite for yeah. both me and Jacob. It's called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, FYI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The highlights of what I sort of love about this song. First of yeah. all, the we just open are... up the lyrics and just dramatically read the whole song, please. Can we do that? The lyrics are oh. just nuts. Okay. <laughs> I'm, Second I'm of all, a real lyrics we... guy. 
Let me let me see if I can find. I got I got genius up. Let me find it. Yeah, yeah. Pull okay, up genius. Go for it. The lyrics in this are wild. And the reason for the title is, I think this is a pop song that is titled FYI. But the reason for the Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, is based on a theme from a movie of the same title, which is sampled here. Um, we love the R and B beats. You know, mm-hmm. we love a good mm-hmm. mainstream pop R and B track, and this song serves it. But then the lyrics. Ooh. Are just so oddball. It takes it to that extra level that makes it memorable. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> what is she saying? Yeah, it takes it to the highest um, to the highest high MP3 MP3 players. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> huh? And then okay, okay. Mani Padme hum is not a reference to Star Wars. That's good. What is <laughs> no, no, no. It's some, to? some Sanskrit. It's a, it's a flower thing. of some kind, I think. Read the Captain Picard line for us, Brad. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm staring at it in, in disbelief. Like Captain Picard, I'm chilling and flossing. It's seven o'clock. I issue you the warning. That's right. We're stealing this show. Right. Letting them know. We're sipping in Chardonnay on 2 p.m. on our working day. Captain Picard, I'm chilling and flossing. It's seven o'clock. I issue a warning. That's right. We're still in this show. Right, letting him know. We're sipping Chardonnay from 2 p.m. on our working day. Jingling, jingling. <laughs> is that, she is issued that the what warning. Captain Picard does? She issued the warning. <laughs> okay, first of all, no arguments. He does chill and floss. Let's, that, we're does. not disagreeing. You can't, you can't, you can't <laughs> yeah. fight that. He's pretty fly. <laughs> You know, but why is she chilling and blossoming like him and issuing a warning about Chardonnay, yeah. Jacob? I'm no, issuing yeah. a warning. <laughs> well, yeah, this is because that that leads me to believe that this whole verse is about Picard, which then, like, I don't, I don't remember no him one, sipping on Chardonnay. Scientists have been studying this song since it came out, and no one yeah. can break the code, Brad. No one he has on Earl Grey. T. Earl Grey, hot. Like Earl Grey would have fit too. <laughs> That would have fit in the in the same scheme. So, <sighs> I don't boggles know. the mind. Boggles the mind. She doesn't want a freeloader. Yeah, she. I do love the highest MP3 player thing, though. That's that is. It's so good. It's, it's so nice good. to nice callback to a simpler time. <laughs> and it's but it's just adding things in because it sounds good. Like MP3, yeah, MP3 yeah. player. What? What's, you what? know? You I know? think that's just... part of what is like fun about k-pop and j-pop is that you know because like you're listening and you're like vibing and all of a sudden english word comes straight out random of english word <laughs> you're yeah. just like whoa i know that one like, well, it's important to <laughs> note that she is is has been fluent in english so she oh, knows absolutely. what she's yeah. writing and saying and doing yeah yeah but she wants to say these things <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. That was one I expected you to bring, Aaron, and I'm very glad. I'm just confused. Also, the title? Like, okay, yes, the title is confusing, but the name yeah, of the I just movie look back theme at the title. <laughs> that's sampled here is called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. So, so the violin the and piano name. is a sample of that theme. Huh. And it, actually, the track is called FYI, but it sort of pushed it aside. Yeah, yeah it, it makes I sense, but it just doesn't, does it? Just you have doesn't. to know that it's a movie sample. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, huh? Strange. And this is a karaoke classic. <laughs> Do this one at karaoke. Yeah, 
and it'll just you know set the room ablaze. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna send this one to my sister. Like I feel like she'll really enjoy this one. <laughs> we're also. We're, I come from a Trekkie family, so uh, cool. yeah, this is gonna go into. It the works. Mix. <laughs> this is yeah. the Picard song. The Picard song. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> then uh, yeah, I guess it's my turn mm-hmm. then. And your last choice. It is the, the last, last choice. Good. choice. Yeah, this one is gonna have a return of that stage I was talking about earlier. Mm. Um, it's from that same performance, and uh, this is the song "Devil Inside." Little, little oh, I track. love this song. Ooh. Yeah, is a good one. This is a big favorite of mine. I love the like the stage setup and everything. Like there's the there's like a guy playing the cello that's like the got devil, devil horns and stuff, like <laughs> giant shadows. Uh what exact concert was this? Utada United. Utada United 2006. I see. Yeah. Like this is the only clip I knew of from that performance. So this is such a good song. This is oh, a great pick. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought it because I didn't, mm. but I wanted to. But yeah. there are some remixes of this song, Brad, that go yeah. so hard. Yeah, oh my I gosh. bet. I bet, dude. I bet. Like we could do a whole another episode about just remixes of Utada songs. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. yeah. people really go hard when they remix Utada. On <laughs> uh, the 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 come up. Oh, everything about the beat in this is amazing. Lyrically, this is such a change from the last song. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Sort of whiplash here between singing Uh about Picard on a working day and this song. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also like this song. I love it too. The opposite of simple and clean, you know, like. Like so, so that's what yeah that's part of why I was like whoa she has this too, like she has so many like uh, dimensions to her like abilities you know yeah yeah plus she has been around since ninety nine yeah was her first album so she has had eras she has had so much time to just experiment and change her sound all she wants yeah. And I was going to say the 90s one, I heard a little bit of it today. And like, she's got the real like 90s R&B kind of production mm-hmm. going on in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, she had like good taste like yep. back then, you know. She has done what artists sort of need to do in order to persist for decades, which is change yeah. with the eras. Mm-hmm. And so there's mm-hmm. something for everyone in her catalog. Yeah, definitely. But I wanted yeah. to say... About this track. I love it so much. I love the guitar riff. Really makes the song. Lyrically, I love it so much. I feel like it's a song that so many people can identify with. Especially me because... Yeah, you have the you devil know, inside you. Yes, everybody <laughs> wants me to be their angel. Everyone yeah. sees me as such a sweetie, which I am most of the time. But doesn't everybody have that little devil inside yeah. them? She yeah. she calls it a jealous angel. Like, heck yeah, yeah I've got right? a jealous angel <laughs> in there. 
the great lyrics. Yeah. The guitar. The Relatable. Guitar, though. Yeah. Yeah, the guitar really. It keeps on getting like dirtier it, as the live True. one goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a benefit of the live version. Yeah, yeah, that one really. Ooh, what a like, great pick! Did not expect this. Oh yeah! Oh my god! So glad because that that would have been one of my other picks too. Oh yeah, we might have crossed over. Yeah, but we just we just barely missed each other's picks. So that's good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I don't know. This is my first time. <laughs> I didn't bring Devil inside, so you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, I I think I don't want to risk. There's a song. There's a song Jacob, I don't want to it. risk. You want oh, me to keep what about... I have? Mm. Yeah. I, you you flamed me for uh, picking deeper <laughs> cuts earlier, so I was going to swap to a more popular cut mm. or a more popular song here. All right. Well, I I was just afraid this song wasn't going to come up. I don't know, Aaron, what your what your last choice is going to be, and I cannot let the day go by without us talking about Automatic Part Two. Oh, yes. I love this song. Yes. Were you going to pick it? No, but I'm oh so glad Oh, my God. I'm so it. glad I switched. I'm so glad I switched then. about this song it's what to full say, on hip-hop what to say. Mm-hmm. i think i just said it that's it this okay is, next song th- no, this is baller <laughs> i need a few more seconds with this this is good <laughs> this is a great one this yeah. came off of the album this is the one yeah. which was the one that was going to break into the english market but oh is that not. why it was called that <laughs> Oh, That's no. literally the reason for the title. Oh, literally no. the reason it was called that. They jinxed themselves. They jinxed yes. it. If, if you're looking for this song on streaming, it's just under Utada, not under Utari Karu, not under her full name. Yeah, it's it, this one's a yeah. This is an artist where like you know, um, if you know how um, Japanese names work, the surname often comes before the yes. the, the first name. Um, so like I would get the downloads for her would always be a variety of, you know, cause we, this was like LimeWire times or whatever. So like allegedly, you got a variety, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly downloading, uh, 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 but, uh, yeah, you would get, uh, either Utada Hikaru or Hikaru Hitada, mm-hmm. but then at some point. Utada became one of the well because main... they dropped the other name when they were trying to go into the English market. Oh, so her English okay. marketed song, her English marketed albums are only Utada. Oh, that's what was a little confusing to me. I think mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. I was like, why don't they just go with their name, Utada Karu? What's the problem? Plus, sometimes but... you search stuff in kanji. Sometimes it's in the English yeah. alphabet. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But this is another gold mine of lyrics, this song. Oh yeah? Uh this Aaron actually was the first song you played 
for me from Utada. I remember we were driving in my car somewhere and you <laughs> got the aux cable and put this on. <laughs> and referenced our particular favorite line in this song. Yeah. Bicatonic mm-hmm. Telefunken Contraceptive. When I'm That's on it. it, it's automatic. What? <laughs> Repeat that. <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold on. I, what, uh, uh, Brad, uh, Brad, I think what? that was perfectly clear. What do you not understand about that oh line? Oh, my God. Vicatonic, <laughs> Telefunken. Telefunken. That's the part. That's the part I had pro- trouble with. Telefunken. Just, that, I guess you just use context clues. <laughs> that is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's also introducing herself in this, and she says, a very clever marketing tactic, find out more about me on my MySpace and my newsletter <laughs> in the song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be glad to add you, but uh, I yes. won't give you my number. She's setting boundaries, oh, man. but yeah. also being welcoming. Yeah, yeah. She she's like, yeah, setting the stage for social media to come, you know. She created like, social media in this song. Basically. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's it. she's telling you not to slide in her DMs, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Uh yeah. but I mean, crazy lyrics <laughs> aside, the beat in this is so good. Yeah. I genuinely think I mean, we laugh about the lyrics because they're amazing, but I genuinely think yeah. it's a great song. <laughs> like, it's a really fun song. It is a good song. Yeah, beat like that, wise, that it has really good had beats. A beat. Yeah, but it's just funny too, and that's one thing, especially with pop music, and maybe it's the same, you know, with other genres. Songs just hook you. They will have that one line that you remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. keep going yeah. back to it because of that one memorable line. Uh huh. There are yeah, that certain songs that are just like <laughs> that is what you are to me. <laughs> I think one important part of enjoying pop music is leaning into those moments of like this is a dumb lyric, so but I love it because it's a dumb <laughs> lyric, or I love it because it's crazy. You could be critical about yeah. it and say like, oh, this is just you know trash, whatever, it's stupid. Yeah. But as soon as you learn to love that wild, crazy part, yeah. as soon as you. Yeah. Learn to really lean into that. You can enjoy well, you know, a lot of pop it, music. It, it worked all the way up until I'm easy, you're easy breezy and I'm Japanese. <laughs> that it worked okay. all the that way. There up are to lines. There are lines that should not be crossed. Okay? We we don't we don't accept that song. We don't acknowledge <laughs> we don't, it. We don't accept that song. Doesn't exist here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've taken it out of her discography. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know her. We don't yeah, know her yeah. at all. And, and you know, I'm sure that she would be happy for if someone were to delete it from her discography. Honestly, <laughs> I imagine I maybe. Imagine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do think that that was. I mean, if we're being real, like that might be the single that was like made it not possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was but, not didn't anyway. go anywhere. But <laughs> she's still a legend. Uh, I'm still legend. waiting for Absolutely. that. That. Uh, absolute crossover to to take root, you know, like <laughs> she she de- deserves her time. She here. deserves it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Aaron. What is your final pick to round out our Utada special? 
I think I'm closing out with a pretty great song here. It's a single. I've also mentioned it before on the podcast, although I can't exactly remember which episode it was. But of course, I have to bring it again because it's a longtime favorite of mine. And it's called Heart Station. Yes. It's from the album of the same name. Yes. Okay. For the mood, it is, first and foremost, it is a sad song. It is a song about longing for someone. And I just love the concept of tuning into someone else's heart station to try to get through to them. Like, hello, are you there? Can you hear me? You know, when you feel a disconnect with someone else. Yeah. But it's a a nice sentiment. Right. It's a nice sentiment. It's a great slow ballad. It's easy to just put on and... Just chill out too. It's a beautiful it's a song. Beautiful song all around. Yeah. She even says that it's a it's a secret frequency. It's a secret hurts. Mm. The mm. the tuning of the of the heart to get to the same station so that you can kind of feel each other even if you're not together. That's oh, a beautiful song. I love it. Uh, I feel that. I feel that, Jacob, on I a very real level. I actually just the other night at karaoke, I was maybe uh, have been drinking and I made my partner sing this song with me, even though all we really knew was the chorus. So we had to just sight read everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think he tried to help me pronounce it right one time. Watashi no kueka. Something Koi. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think that right. I think that same thing happened. I think that same thing happened. And it's catchy. I feel kind of bad because I feel like since you and I have so many mutual likes, Brad is going to be at a disadvantage. But actually, <laughs> he brought songs that he I like too. Some big songs, though. He did. He so maybe songs. it's yeah. Yeah. maybe it's not as big as a disadvantage as I thought. Mm-hmm. But guys, mm-hmm. yeah, it's time now. Yeah, it's I know. This is the we, hard part. This is yeah. the hard part. All right, we've yeah, been yeah. nice to you so far, Brad. But yeah, I know, I know. It's a debate. I now. think we had a good talk with Brad before we started this time, and he really understands that we're going <laughs> to have to choose which are the best ones mm-hmm, and eliminate mm-hmm. some. So yeah. I think we prepped him this time. All right, well, to get it started, does anyone have any that they just didn't like? That didn't like? Let's see. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I think Erin made herself very clear about one of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know if there's one that I didn't like at all. Um, but I, although I like the lyric, uh, the Picard lyric, I feel like Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence is one that upon repeated listenings would be more important to me. You know, because like it's, it's, it's solidified itself for you guys for sure. But um mm-hmm. For one listen, it's probably the the weakest of this list if I were to make a pick. 
This is it's where you're funny. at a huge disadvantage. That's what I was going to say is you really <laughs> yeah, are I know. at a disadvantage. I, I know and I almost feel like bad. The opposite of what you guys probably think. But I, I can tell like you guys have a very like personal connection and you know with I mean, each other with this song, you know. Um, we could stand yeah. to put it at like number five, but we, we need <laughs> to come back to there. that because it is pretty up there for us. Um, uh-huh. But out of your picks... I love yeah. Devil Inside. I think it belongs on the list, Brad. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Devil Inside mm-hmm. has Simple to be and here. Clean was important yeah. for her career. It yes. could belong on this list. It might be outnumbered by just too many great songs. Mm-hmm. There's nine songs here. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing with Simple and Clean. Yes, it was important for her career. Amazing remixes, versions of it. Yeah. I think we all agreed that Crazy for You is almost a better version a newer version of Simple Who's we all? <laughs> well, for me, I, I don't think that I could be objective about Simple and Clean <laughs> because it, it maintains <laughs> such an important like place in my life, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're like not like a, a Kingdom Hearts stan or like you're, you know, it, it wasn't like you weren't part of that like moment where it just struck a chord maybe. It's mm-hmm. not... But yeah, for me, it's it's one of those songs that I will, you know, I'll listen to this like once every couple of months till I die. You well, know? what about Brad? Are, are there any songs on here that you just hands down has to be on the list? Has to be on the list. So, okay. Um, for me, I think, ooh, hmm. I mean, it, okay, if I were to make the list, I would put Simple and Clean on for sure. I would definitely... Like I feel like it's down up. to yeah. me to sort of break this tie between yeah, yeah. simple and, and it's, clean it's, it's, it's or totally crazy. Okay. <laughs> Wait, it's not exclusive. You know? They could both yeah. be on the list, Aaron. They could both be on the list, so we'll put them both as maybes. But I just have a feeling, yeah, they might okay. not both get on the list. A certain we'll for see. me is Heart Station. How do you guys feel about Heart Station being on the well, list? Well, that was my pick, so I'm exempt. Huh. Sorry, I'm hearing a little more of it again. Do you want Erin to sing I'm, it for you? She can sing I it. I could. For you. I could. Uh, <laughs> I could take it. I could take it or leave it on the list. If I'm being honest. Sure. Um, oh, okay. I'm sorry. The thing yeah. that I'm concerned about is "Fly Me to the Moon" is a cover, and I kind of. Uh-huh. I was going to say "Fly Me to, to the Moon" the could be a cut for me. "Fly Me to the Moon" yeah, could be a cut. I'd be. A, yeah, I'm okay with song. that. I'm okay with that for sure. A great because moment. it's a cover. Great performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many. Yeah, there's there's originals to deal with, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that for sure. Guys, um, we've got to make some decisions here. This is hard. I think. Um, uh, Brad, you liked Kremlin Dusk. Do you prefer was... Devil Inside because they're comparable? I mean, I feel huh. like it could be one or the other. Uh, I, I, I kind of, I could go with Gremlin, Gremlin Dusk. I think, I, I think. That one maybe goes harder. What do you think? Devil inside. Devil inside. I could. I, yeah, I, would I think be it's so happy with either of those on the list. Like, to be honest. even even being emotionally connected to Devil Inside, I can recognize this one is this one's a banger. So definitely Kremlin Dusk for me. All right, it's a grower. It slowly builds. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind so, of like gives me a little bit of the Paramore vibes, you know, from mm, uh, the two thousands. Okay, mm-hmm, that just mm-hmm. like you definitely know, of that punk era. rock energy. Um, now that I'm just thinking about it, simple and clean, let's put it on the list. Any I, version. Well, any version of simple and but clean. But that's what I was gonna say too, Jacob, oh, yeah, which earlier. Version? Yeah. Well, any and all. It's an umbrella. It's an umbrella. It's an umbrella choice. version. 
It is it was, iconic. It's hard, it is like, a major moment for her. And if people are saying like, oh, I want to find this top five list of Utada songs, they're going to want and expect Simple and Clean to be on here. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm going to put it up to either Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, FYI, or Automatic Part 2. Let's say, you know, let's pretend that only one of those can make it. Which one makes it? Oh. Brad. Oh, okay. No, he already said he wasn't so into the Merry Christmas Mr. Like, it would take yeah, him yeah, more yeah. listens. But, but when he listened to Automatic, he was like, oh, yeah, this has a good beat. Yeah, Automatic hit me real, really, like, immediately. As far as um, first impressions. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I mean, I think that just from what you guys say about Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, it should probably be on the list. That's just me. Hmm, interesting. We've never yeah. had a guest say... Based on how the uh, the two of you feel on it, it advocate for you here. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Actually, I like to think of all Aaron, sides. Is that, is that how situation? you would pick between these two? Of course, I would pick Merry Christmas, Mister Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Wasn't it my choice that I brought? It was, but I mean, these are both just iconic yeah. favorites between us. I mean, for me, uh, like honestly, the next. I think the, probably the next two I like best are Automatic 2 and Ore no Kenojo. And see, I wasn't as big of a fan of that one. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Really, you yeah, really drug that yeah. one through the dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shots were fun. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, she but, said, keep uh, the genders how they are. Shut <laughs> up. At least stop. <laughs> Don't put that evil on me. Saying things I didn't say. <laughs> uh, Jacob, I think there's room for crazy for you and devil inside on this list. Ooh, uh, really? Mm. Those would be the final, what the final twist. ones. Well, yeah, I've kind of put my foot down and said, mm, not as into Ore no Kanojo, not as into Fly Me to the Moon because it's a cover. Mm -hmm. So that literally, and like we adore Heart Station. So we can argue over Heart Station because it's a super favorite for me and Jacob. But there's room if we wanted to make a mutual agreement here for Crazy for You and Automatic. Hey, I Will Fight for Crazy for You mm. it is a representation of her latest album. It is a yeah. Japanese language that track. Song. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's put it on here. Who gets this final spot? Devil yeah, Inside? That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, Jacob and I, we can fist fight Brad for Heart Station, but actually, I love Devil I Inside. I love Devil Inside. Uh, yeah, and that's a good I think performance that's one by it. Yeah. That we can all agree on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, here nice. we go. We have five songs so far in no good order. Spread, I think. We have Kremlin yeah. Dusk. We have Simple and Clean, any version. We have mm -hmm. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, FYI. Crazy for you and Devil Inside. Mm -hmm. So now we have to order these somehow. Yeah. Kremlin and Dusk is the best one. Aaron, you were real confident saying Kremlin Dusk is the best one. I called it. I named it. It's already <laughs> listed as number one. Let's leave it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to like, like take myself away from my personal connection to Simple and Clean. No, don't. Like, this is all personal. Well, like, but Kremlin Dusk it's all is a just opinion. fucking track. Like, I've heard it like once, and I'm like, I, I can't wait to hear it again. I think um, there's an argument for Simple and Clean as number Simple one clean is, for the is, impact that it had. Yeah, it is definitely the most, like, as far as her career goes, I think the most important track. Um, and I've definitely cried 
to this song. Like this is a song that is it oh, impacted come on. me pretty pretty emotionally. If the song yeah. brought him to tears, I think it has it earns number one. I mean, how could you not? He's be weaseled to tears his way to this hot track, you know. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. <laughs> I have a couple of other thoughts. I think Devil Inside should be pretty high because all three of us agreed on that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. since Brad wasn't as huge of a fan as Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, it could be lower. Uh, I was thinking Merry yeah. Christmas could be five. I think it, that sort of leaves crazy for you as number four and Devil Inside as number two or three. You know, I almost feel like Kremlin Dusk is an even cooler Devil Inside. So I think Devil Inside should be three. Cool. For sure. I okay, like it. it sounds like we have it. Is everyone happy yeah. with this? Yeah, yeah. I like, I'm yeah, happy, I like and now yeah, we have to explain ourselves to the world. Yeah, how, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> how this panned out. These are the f- these are the five <laughs> best Utada songs. <laughs> mm. But that's the name of the game, guys. Yeah. So are we ready? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so the top five songs by Utada Hikaru, according to me and Jacob. And Brad from the album Concept Hour podcast are number five, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, FYI. Number four, Kimi ni Muchu, or Crazy for You. Number three, Devil Inside. Number two, Kremlin Dusk. And the number one song by Utada, according to us, Simple and Clean. Yeah, we did it. We did it. The Kingdom Hearts fans are crying and laughing <laughs> and clapping. Yeah, yeah. My friend Dustin <laughs> will be pleased. Yeah, we better get some cage fan listeners yeah. after this. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm 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 sending this to all my my friends I used to listen to Utada with. Like it was like a, a household uh, uh, name for for us. So. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. Well, we hit some major songs, but are there any that we didn't talk about that you feel like people exploring Utada need to need to know? For me, the honorable mention is the Kingdom Hearts version of Simple and Clean. Oh, <laughs> um, nice. I want to hear yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's because it's also wrapped up in all this mystery and the plot uh, that you don't know anything right. about. And kid Haley Joe Osmond is narrating because he's the main character. It's a, it pulls you in so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, keeping your for the second album or second game was like. I mean, people would have rioted. I think if they didn't <laughs> have her on the intro of the second game. But I was kind of worried on the third game when the third game came out. I was like, wait. It's been a while. Are they <laughs> still cool with Utada? Like, and yeah, they, they got it. So <laughs> yeah, it's not a Kingdom Hearts game without Utada Karu opening it up. Very true. Very true. Okay, Jacob, what's your honorable mention? Now, one thing we know about Utada is she doesn't do a lot of featuring other artists on her stuff. She oh yeah, is sort of like Adele like that, where it's just going to be her most of the time. But she has done some songs with another iconic singer, Shina Ringo, 
And okay. I want to talk about the song Nijikan Dake no Bakansu or uh, Only Two Hour Holiday or Just a Two Hour Holiday. Okay. I do not okay. know this one. Oh, it's a beautiful song. also on phantom and it's just kind of like it's about stealing away someone for two hours just to do whatever you can like get that break but the Uh chorus in this with both of them is so catchy yeah this was just a huge moment to hear both of them on a track and they sound great and i love this song yeah yeah she's got she's got a really good voice it's like um what, what is it it's like a quality they blend that well I can't together. Describe. They blend well together. Yeah, she sort of has a different texture to her voice. Yeah. Where Utada is very smooth. Sheena is like a little bit more textured. Yeah, like I could hear her doing like a country western style oh. thing or something. Yeah, you nice. send that to her people. Yeah. Like a Dolly Parton kind of maybe, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Aaron, what you got for your honorable mention? My honorable mention is a song that I've literally just now realized that I was saying Kimi ni Muchu or Crazy for You sounds a lot like this song. And it's Stay Gold, which is one of her oh. singles. Okay. I absolutely adore this single. <laughs> Again, just for the vibe, I love it when she's doing the contemporary sort of downbeat and kind of melancholy vibes, but with mm-hmm. a little beat. Yeah, a little she is really beat. good at that. Yeah. And this is another hit. It's from the Heart Station album. That album. So good. Ooh, yeah. I like the the production going on. There's like some left-right stuff going. Mm-hmm. Aaron wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I have my whole set up set to mono. That's okay. I don't like being surprised from one ear canal to the other. I don't want to be surprised. Most of the time, it doesn't matter. (laughs) That's a great pick. I want people to find a new album of hers and just go and explore after this. So I feel like we've really hit a bunch of different eras and types of music from Utada. Yeah. And I'm just excited to to jump back in, like, because... Again, like I, I dropped off uh, uh, after like kind of her big period in the two thousands, um, and just kind of focused on those songs that I had nostalgia for. So mm. this is a good like refresher. You have a whole world waiting for you, Brad. Yeah, and they're all bangers. Who knew? <laughs> Can't miss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I should have known, but yeah, now I know for sure. And we're so glad that you chose this as a topic. We had yes. so Dude, much fun. So Thank you for to get yeah, a when to you talk guys, about Yeah, when you guys were talking about it, I was like, this is my chance. My chance to talk <laughs> yes. about this. All right. Well, before recording started, Brad, you agreed oh, yes. to play our little game that we're playing with guests 
this season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where both of us, Aaron and I, have sent you secret topics. I don't know Aaron's. She doesn't know mine. And you have to decide whose topic will be the next episode. Uh, the topic that uh, it will be is solo act debuts. The uh, debut ah! single from people who broke away from their group act oh and solo. <laughs> Isn't that going to be good? Yeah, I was going to say, like... That's huge, Jacob. It's their debut song yeah. from when they broke <gasps> away. Oh, the my debut. You, we already know. <laughs> yep, we already yep. know <laughs> what songs we're going to bring. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. I saw that suggestion, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is what I'm choosing, but I'll read the next one. <laughs> no, you did right. You did right. Because it's yeah. such a huge topic, and yeah. just... For our podcast, it's been a long time coming because I know that this topic Mm -hmm. was one that we mentioned before we even started the podcast. So Mm -hmm. perfect choice. I'm thrilled. It's going to be a huge (laughs) massacre. Thank you for picking the right choice, Brad. Thank you for picking correctly. I'm excited for that one. That was going to be fun. That was going to be a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I can remove it from my list now because I was going to bring that sometime this year too, 2023. Yeah. Well, Brad, thank you so much for coming and talking. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Can you tell everyone where they can reach you, where they can listen to you? Yeah, yeah. So um, you can, you know, you can look up the album concept hour on uh, pretty much any podcast platform or all over the place, even places that I didn't put us. I don't know how that works, but um, we're all over the place. Um, and uh, we also have a, a YouTube channel that we're working on. Uh, Flyover State Park is the YouTube channel, and uh, we have a series we're working on where we watch music movies. So, Ooh, yeah, if you want to cool. see us react and respond to, like, the uh, the Wall had a movie, you know, uh, uh, Tommy, you know, Sgt. Mm-hmm. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band with the Bee Gees. I don't know. I didn't know all of that, so I'm already there being educated. A, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, it, it exists. I saw it on like the video shelf, like while I was growing up all the time. I was like, the Bee Gees and the Beatles, what? Um, so yeah, we finally dive into to that kind of stuff, and Fun. that's what I'm probably most excited about these days is working on that. So yeah, yeah, I got a couple things going on. Great. Well, we will be listening and watching. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to have you guys uh, on the album Concept Hour. Yeah. Can't wait. We can't wait to make you guys listen to the most pop album we can think of, truly. <laughs> I and am very excited. themed on top of that. Yeah. Very themed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm always surprised at like how much I enjoy like the pop that is brought to me, you know, because it was one of those things that you know I had toxic kind of ideas about pop when I was younger, and I was like, ah, I'm I'm a better than that. I'm above that because I was just you know a, a dumb little dude. And then, uh, yeah, nowadays I'm like, I'm, I'm a lot more uh, uh, accepting and trying to play catch up. So Seen the light. Yeah, your podcast is, is, is good for that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank learning, you so much. Lot. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of our podcast, Aaron, where can people connect with us? Oh, you always challenge me with this one. Okay. Our Instagram is at Hits Don't Lie Pod. Our Twitter is at Hits Don't Lie Pod. You can email us, guys. It's at hitsdontlypod at gmail.com. What else? Patreon? (laughs) Hits Don't Lie Pod. That's right. You got your Patreon, guys. Got to plug that. 
<laughs> yeah, we've got that going. Did I do yeah. right? Did I miss You did anything? great. You did great, sweetie. All right. You always well, hit me with that one like a surprise at the end. Like, whoa, I'm supposed to know the socials? Like, that, are, uh, that are all the same? How? I'm supposed How? to know where this stuff is? <laughs> All right, well, I, I hope it. everyone enjoyed this little trip through Utada Yukaru's discography. Yeah. I want to hear if you learned something new today, if you learned a new song, if you found a new favorite, let us know because, you know, I, I think more people need to be need to be listening to her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But she's one of the greats, you know. One of the and, greats. Absolutely. Yeah, whether you know it or not. <laughs> All right, well, thank now. you again, Brad. And yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you so everyone much, for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.